Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. My name is Tim Doyle, and this is Project Sports. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Project Sports. My name is Tim Doyle, and today we have another Project Life episode. And as promised, Richard Hatcher is on the show. I'm going to give him a warm introduction. This is a lifelong friend of mine who I have obviously known for my entire life. <laughs> so, Rich, welcome to the show. How's it going, bud? It's going good. Thanks for having me, Timmy D. Hey, man, no problem. This is this is going to be a fun show. we got a lot of great topics to get into. I'm excited for it. There's some cool stuff in our our uh, childhood we're going to go over, and also MCU Universe, mm-hmm. talk a little nerd stuff. I mean, that's usually what I have my friends on here. We talk about nerd stuff. I mean, that's just that's just what we do, whether it's you or Doug, and you guys kind of know each other. I had Kyler Harrington on the other day. You enjoyed that podcast yourself. You listened to it. Um, oh, just, absolutely. Just, just, some, just some good stuff. Uh, Richard, I mean, we, we go way back. Like, we're, we're talking diapers, bro. Like we, we all the way back, all yeah. the way back to the point where uh, you scared me in my closet when I was about five or six years old with your little red hair stomping out into into my face. I, I'll never forget that. I remember I had those <laughs> we had those big hard hats and you and your sister were hiding in the closet and scared us. It was, mm-hmm. was I, re- I remember that day, like specifically your mom told us to wait in the closet and we waited there for about mm, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds about her. Yeah. Yeah. She was dedicated. And, and so were we. We loved it. We were like, as long as it takes. Yeah. And, you know, it's no matter where we are in life, that's we, we were always together as family. It was the Hatchers, mm-hmm. the Doyles, and connected to that was that was so long ago. That was Abington when I lived on Patterson Street. That was a very long time ago. I, I loved oh, it. Yeah. That was good stuff. And then even through the years, you know, through church and in our history of, you know, uh, connectivity. I mean, we got some we got some funny stories that we can tell today, and some stuff that happened at church. I I really do want to tell this one. We got to kick off the show with a really good story, and I'm going to have you tell some of it. And, okay. <laughs> but from your perspective, because this is a funny story involving me and you, and it always gets me every single time. But obviously, this is the firecracker story. So I knew it. And we, so uh, Richard Richard and I were. We, we were at the church one day, and there's this big dumpster in the back of the church. Um, so I, we, we've got this other mutual friend. His name is Matthew Fahey. And we were me and him were in the back of the church, and there was a dumpster, and I had a firecracker that he brought. It was supplied by him, okay? I'm telling the truth, the whole truth, nothing but the truth. He had the firecracker. He supplied it. I took the firecracker and threw it into the dumpster. And the dumpster exploded after Matt tried to tell me that the dumpster might explode if I throw it in there. And I said, why would it explode? It's just a firecracker. You know, I'm an idiot. I was about, what was I, 16 years old? You know, anyway, the funniest part of this story, this is not even the funny part yet. The funniest part of the story is uh, fire department comes, people start freaking out, but no one blames me. So who are they blaming? You know, like there's, there's. Christian moms everywhere running around, going crazy. Mm-hmm. No one knows what's going on, and someone else is getting in trouble. Who's getting in trouble, Rich? Tell the rest of the story. Uh, me, I was getting in trouble. Um, <laughs> I was. It was after church service, like a couple hours early. I mean, uh, after uh, my dad wrapped up the service, and you know, I was praying. <laughs> In, <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I, I was praying. 
I was minding my own business. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I was doing like after church devotions. <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, no, I was definitely getting into now, listen, my own. Me and Seth kind McGee, we were sitting there praying together. And <laughs> yeah, holding hands. Holding hands. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was definitely. This got in the way of whatever trouble I was brewing myself. Um, but, like, I remember people being like, the fire department's here, and you did it, Richard. And I'm like, this seems like something I would do, but I didn't do it. But I didn't I didn't do it. Yeah, I, I'm super confused. And, like, uh, Debbie Rawson, I remember, was the one who, like, She's like, your father's looking for you. And I'm like, oh, gosh, that's never good. The accent. I love it. Dude. Yeah. And I was like, so, like, it was one of the only times in my life where I didn't even do anything. And was, I was like, was Chris being blamed as well? Uh, no. Uh, I think Chris had left at this point. You left. Okay. And uh, he, his name was mentioned. It was dragged through yeah. the dirt. So at this, po- <laughs> at, at this point... I'm I'm coming into the bottom gymnasium section of the church, and I, I come across Kathy Massey, and she's telling me that John, Pastor John, thinks it's you, and she tells me to keep my mouth shut, as uh, Massey would. And I, <laughs> she's like, don't say anything, just keep going. And I was like, but I want to tell the truth or whatever. And then you're telling your father, I, I come up like the little ramp on the stairs. I think you were telling your dad. That you're like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. And I'm trying to tell your father. I was like, I did it. I, I didn't mean to. It was an accident. And he's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he like, uh, I brought this story up like a couple of years ago to him. I'm mm. like, remember when Matt Fahey and, and Timmy Doyle set the dumpster on fire and the fire department had to come out? And he's like, yeah, and you had nothing <laughs> to do with that. Oh, my I'm gosh. Like, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy. He has every right to be distrustful of me. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, he, he he knows exactly what I'm capable of. But oh, man. I, honestly, hey, yeah. I was not included in that in 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 those shenanigans. No, not not those ones. But there's plenty of others that you were. It brings me to a, another story we can tell about the. Uh, well, I don't say this is not our fault technically, but I mean we were putting ourselves in some severe danger. The old church, the very first one away. Yeah, it was far away from the building. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the old church in Weymouth, when we would jump off the back of the balcony, excuse oh me, my gosh. in the snow. Legendary. But it, you know, what was that, 25 feet? I mean, that's pretty high. Yeah, the. Enough uh, to break your bel- leg. Oh, absolutely. There's no way. There's. It is a miracle from God above that none of us got hurt. And, and I'm pretty sure uh, some of the, the older kids were jumping off the roof that was about 15 feet higher off that into the, the, the snow banks. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Doug and Jack and uh, your brother Mike were jumping off like <laughs> as high as up as they could get. Yeah, being led by Senor Fahey. Oh my gosh, always. 60-year-old Pastor Jerry just <laughs> leading these kids to jump off a building into a snowbank, But quite, quite dangerous, but... Exhilarating and uh, always creating the best times. Absolutely, for us. yeah. Is there is there any stories that you you think of or come to your head? I I have a few more, but if there's something that you got, or I can keep going. Um. Well, I'm almost certain that. Pardon me. I don't know if you can hear me pouring. Um, <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Uh, I don't know. I'm almost certain you were involved in this, but do you remember when Uncle Jerry? 
Uh, do you remember like in the gymnasium, those rafters up at the top of the gym? Yes. And the um, Weymouth, the Weymouth th- church. Yes. Okay. Yep. Uh, he threw a rope up through the rafters and it like went down and he tied the ends of the rope to the handles of a trash can. He was putting uh, us inside of it and swinging it around. <laughs> I'm not. No, I, I don't remember this or recall it, but I am not surprised in the least bit. And this is great. I, I mean, yeah. many, many times of his creations, even within the gym of the things that he he made were unbelievable, but some also very dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Irish engineering. Irish engineering. What was the, uh, he used to make those mazes and he would chase us around on those knee pads. Um, Terrifying. I remember going into the church gymnasium was like a death sentence. Like if you entered the gymnasium, you were going to get pelted, not with a dodgeball, but most likely a basketball, something hard. And it was that front like corner door, like everyone just threw their stuff right, right there. And there was no prisoners and it was including... Like, again, 17, 18-year-old guys, like, not us. We were uh, a little bit younger, but you were going to get nailed to something, and you were going to get welts by the end. You didn't go in the gym. And this was after what, like, Kids Sunday School was released from there, too. So it was... Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we'd have to like, dominate and kick them out so, like, they wouldn't get hurt. And then they, yeah. they started putting those kid uh, jungle gyms in there so the kids could actually play. But then we just started using those as, like, defense... Uh, castles tearing them apart. <laughs> tearing them apart. They came apart. I don't know why that was a, a good option. No, yeah, we just created our own stuff with that. But that <laughs> genius. I mean, if if you didn't have that, we would have made something. We were always salvaging the tools around us. Mm. So, to give Richard his uh, his due, me, me me and his friendship go back a long time, even even to the point where I, I used to teach him in Sunday school. And him, mm-hmm. him and my brother-in-law, Chris, Chris uh, Coppola Jr., and they were, it was crazy. They were probably the worst group of kids ever, but also the best because <laughs> it was hilarity. I mean, my dad used to, because I was just like a junior, like a little junior teacher or whatever with my father, but he used to stress out and we would go in there, but we'd like do this whole classroom. And then Richie and Chris and Andy, Andy Price or whatever, not Andy, whatever the kid's name was. Adam. Adam. And then they would just terrorize us the entire time. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, unbelievable. Unbelievable stuff. I, I just remember howling all the time. Like, who are these kids? And then, yeah, they all turned out pretty good for the most part. But but yeah. me, me and Rich bonded, obviously, even before that. But um, there's a common, a common story Rich and I tell amongst our, uh, our friends is when we're together, we talk about Richard and... Uh, his 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 big head, and we used to say this thing. Um, we you'd be my bunk bed, and we used to go huge over and over <laughs> again, dude. That was that was the funniest stuff because it's like oh, I man. I love comedy and like humility where it's like you know everyone can just like own what they what they go through, and that that that, right. that stuff is just it's too good. It's gold. I love it. It it'll make us crack up laughing because you would say it over and over again. <laughs> and that's just dude. Me. It was like I remember that night. I was like, I was always terrified of the dark as a child anyone who has ever had the misfortune of having a sleepover with me knows that <laughs> yeah. i will call my mom to come pick me up <laughs> but uh this night that was not an option mm-hmm. and i was like going through it and you were like dude your head is huge <laughs> <laughs> and it just it it made me laugh yeah it was good stuff and then um 
I'm trying to think of another uh, another time. Well, Richard is also notorious for being able to find and locate animals uh, on the face of the planet that don't exist mm-hmm. or aren't supposed to exist in certain locations. This is very real and very true. Until I get there. Until he gets there. And I had never seen a salamander before in Carver where I grew up in Cava. And all of a sudden, ten what is it? Not, it was less than 10 minutes. This, this kid brings a salamander over to me in hand and goes, look, there are salamanders here. <laughs> it's like this. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Oh. I remember being so like, t- how like shocked you were. I was like, I can find these things anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is easy. It's fine. Oh yeah. Just like <laughs> you, you found that bald eagle that flew across the sky and you just located it immediately. It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it's very impressive, but animals are your thing. We were going to get into that tonight and I can't wait for it. But uh, I guess we can crack into the next topic, which is the MCU universe, and this one should be fun for us. Um, something that we both grew up on, because I, you know, I wanted obviously we both love Lord of the Rings, but you know, I thought I'd do something a little Absolutely. bit different than Doug. So MCU universe, <laughs> and I know you're really into um, that genre as well. So I guess let's, I guess we can just start with like the most basic thing. Like if you had to pick a movie that you could watch over and over again, or your favorite your favorite MCU universe movie. Which one would it be? I think I think I know what this answer is, but you know, let's see what it is. What do you got? Um, well, I mean, I have, if I could, more than one answer. Okay. I love Spider-Man One, the one that came out in two thousand two. Two thousand two. Okay. So. Toby Maguire. Toby Maguire one. All right. I, I mean, yeah, that's a great. That's a great movie. What's mm-hmm. the uh, What's the quote we always say from that one? <laughs> Back to formula. Uh, uh, back to formula. <laughs> <laughs> I wish so they had like many. A, a full gif of that because I remember we were trying to send it to each other the other day. It was so funny. <laughs> back to formula. If you don't know what I'm talking about, it's the Green Goblin when he, the scientist says to him, back to formula because the scientist says they need to redo it all for the for the potion to work or whatever. It was really funny. What's mm-hmm. the... Um, there's so many good quotes from that movie. It's It's a classic. Are, so are you hoping that they do the whole multiverse with all three of them in there? Oh, absolutely. Like uh, at the end of, I don't know. Did you see the new Venom movie that just came out? Mm-mm. I have not. I have not seen the new Venom. Do you care if I spoil it? No, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it. Don't spoil it, but actually. I'm going to do it anyways. He's going to do it so, anyway. Uh, so right, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah, I really hope they do. Um, I think I don't really have an issue with any of like the other portrayals of Spider-Man, but my favorite one is Tobey Maguire. And like, if you're thinking to yourself like, oh, well, Andrew Garfield, you know, played a really good Spider-Man. And I think it's yeah. argued, you're wrong. And Tobey Maguire is the best. Yeah. You know what it is? They all did a great job. All three, all three Spider-Mans in my opinion. Right. And, you know, it, it's built for what we get to now, why everyone is so excited if there is a multiverse and we have the three different Spider-Man movies come together, mm-hmm. <laughs> why it's so awesome. Like, who who else right. could have pulled this off? And to have three lead roles that everyone actually kind of likes, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Oh, for sure. You're taking, like, so many... I mean, not so many, but, like, three generations of Spider-Man fans and, like, making them all friends, mm-hmm. pretty much. And I really hope they, like take their time with that because it's you know the spider-verse is complex and it's not like i have my issues with the one 
And uh, no, the the only issue I have with the, or concern rather, mm. I have with uh, how I'm worried about how they'll handle it. Um, I, I don't know. It's just complex. Like they're gonna, they're obviously a good. It's always scary when someone has something yeah. that you love as a, a movie franchise. I feel I feel the same with the new Amazon Lord of the Rings show, where it's like mm. there it is. It's in their hands. You can't. You have no control over it. If they mess it up bad. It'll end up like Star Wars, you know? It's just like... Oh, uh, yeah. That's so, my nightmare. Yeah. And uh, this is the first I'm hearing about that. <laughs> about what? The Lord of the Rings series. Oh, really? Yeah. The, uh, they're doing a, the Second Age series on Lord of the Rings. So that should be awesome. And it's... I'm so pumped. Yeah. And scared now. Again. It's, yeah, a little, little nervy. I saw some of the graphic <laughs> art to it, and that always helps, seeing like some visuals and, all right, what direction are you going in, you know? Where are you going to take this? All that kind of stuff. Right. It does help. But I, I feel like Marvel has done so good to this this point, the MCU universe. I just, I feel like they got a handle on it. I feel like that they can they can pull this off. Right. Yeah, no, they, they definitely, uh, I can't really name a, like, Avengers movie that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all undeniably enjoyable and well done. I, I really, <laughs> I get so, like, I don't know if bored is the word when somebody, like, critiques it mm-hmm. as, like, not a good at all movie. It's like, oh, you don't have a good opinion on stuff. Because mm. it, it, it's undeniably good. Like, yeah, even if you don't at like least, them. Yeah, at least you don't like it, it's at least good. I mean, right. we, can, we can argue about the ratings between Thor 1, 2, and 3 or Iron Man 1, 2, and 3. And be like, that one kind of sucked, or that one was better. But, I mean, all in all, the characters, the developments of stuff, the way they've connected everything, mm. it's all pretty amazing, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like you said, it's undeniable. You can't really you can't really flirt with that stuff. Ragnarok. No. Oh, gosh, I love Ragnarok. Ragnarok was so good. <laughs> I love that movie. That's one of my favorites. One of the only things I didn't like was Fat Thor and um, the ending of... Uh, the Avengers. I, I wasn't a fan. I mean, some parts were hilarious. I just wanted to see Thor fight like a, <laughs> like a BA pretty much the entire time. But I guess I'll live with it. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, like, well, to uh, expand on that for a second, sure. um, uh, Marvel, Marvel, the universe, <laughs> the MCU. There you go. That's how you speak. Mm. But uh, they really take a lot of artistic liberties when it comes to Norse mythology. Yeah. Kind of a nord, uh, a, not a nord, a nerd with that as well. You're a nord nerd, yeah. A nord nerd, yeah. No, they uh, Thor. Boom! Name of the episode: How Nord is... Nerd. <laughs> Perfect. All right, go ahead. Perfect. Yeah, uh, Thor. Uh, if they did Thor how he's like described in Norse mythology, people really wouldn't be into it. Uh, he's described as. Eating a lot, drinking a lot of alcohol, and uh, he has red hair. <laughs> oh wow! You just described yourself. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, but he's huge. Yeah, I'm, he's huge. I'm five nine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm unfortunately five nine. <laughs> yeah, I don't fit that description, but I love him. Right, right. But I mean, like he's and also he is not nice. <laughs> no, yeah. No, Thor, you're, you're Thor's not, not a bad guy. It was but. so. It was a good description of him during that movie. I guess if you could say that it was closer it, to yeah. the to the the Nord nerd version right. of him. Um, 
But <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's definitely been sensationalized as a character, uh, obviously in Hollywood and stuff like that. But which is a cool thing. Like I feel like the the character came out really well, and then obviously the actor who played him, he did a great Chris job. Chris well. Hemsworth is yeah. a man dime. A man dime. He's a ten, <laughs> and we are not. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. No, he's we measure he's on ourselves. Level. He we measure ourselves to him pretty much. It's, just, yeah, it's really weird that we're the same species, even. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I mean. <laughs> He might as well just be a titan like he is in, you know, right. in the movies. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, enough about that. What, 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 were your, uh, <laughs> what were your thoughts about Black Panther? I, to me, Black Panther was probably my, my top three of all the Marvel movies. I am so saddened that um, Chadwick passed away just because... Mm, that was real sad. I just feel like we were robbed of what we could have. I, I, I have hope that the new Black Panther 2 movie is going to be just as dope because there's still a lot of good actors that can fill the place um, and, and fill that void and they can create something awesome and memorable for him in the midst right. of all that. But Black Panther for I me, hope so. I feel like the Black Panther 1 is just, it's going to go down as like one of the best MCU movies of all time. So, Real, I, I mean, I'm not... <coughs> I don't disagree with you. I'm just surprised that that's one of your yeah favorite ones. That's one of my favorite ones for sure. I just think that there's just so much passion behind it, and I th- I feel like there's not You're right. Yeah, yeah. Th- if you know, you know, for me, like that's kind of like my mo. Like I don't always, I don't always chase like the you know the the craziest plot line or you know who's the coolest. It's just more of like all right, where's the story? Where's the passion? And he he just played the role so well, and like him fighting for his. Uh, his culture, his people, and then just that whole storyline and then bringing him into the actual Avengers and all that kind of stuff is really cool, mm-hmm. too. I mean, obviously, Captain America is probably my favorite, but that's not that's besides the point <laughs> because Captain America is awesome, and I love he's the... He's a good favorite. Yeah, he's a good favorite. He's I think he had the best movies, too, but that's just me. Winter Soldier was amazing. Oh, man. Yeah. Dude, Bucky? Yeah. Are you kidding me? He's Winter's, one of my favorite characters ever. Absolutely. What a great, what a great film. So I, I love those. There's a good movie. Is there any like I, I feel like is yours um, Guardians of the Galaxy? You're probably huge Guardians of the Galaxy guy because you love Chris Pratt. I love Chris Pratt. Yeah, uh, I mean and he's a great. He was. Think of a more perfect person to cast for that role. You can't. Oh no, Star Lord. He it was like perfectly cast for him mm-hmm. to play. Um, despite I mean like, canonly, Star Killer. I mean us. Uh, Sorry, Star Lord is not a good dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like uh, again, <laughs> a little yeah. bit off base with the comics, but right, right. But he also, I mean, you know, you wouldn't exactly say that he's a good, good guy in mm. these movies. I mean, like he's he has a uh, redeemable qualities, and so does the comic book. I mean, but so it, also that wasn't really fair of me to say, but he does worse things in the comics. Mm-hmm. But he, he's painted as of someone who's of of good good character sometimes in the in the movies right, for sure. Like honor, yeah. yeah, especially fighting with the Avengers and all that kind of stuff and standing up for good. Right, but like, but I, I, but I, I get do, I get what you mean though for sure, hundred percent. He's right. not he's and, not uh, he's not doing good stuff around the galaxy. <laughs> but his but yeah, his, no, they're criminals. Yeah, his sto- but he, yeah, exactly. His storyline is intertwined with being connected to Thanos. So I mean, essentially, with who he hangs out with or who's in this backdrop of his storyline. So right. it makes those characters controversial, which, which again, makes the MCU universe so good 
because it's mm. not it's not cut and dry like that. it's so complicated like you said it's not that simple just as right we, like uh, it's moving like uh there are i don't want to say like it's i mean it's designed to like be like a perpetual source of like stories like yeah. that's how stanley uh and like the amazing writers that i don't know anything about <laughs> like that that's how they designed it like it's supposed to be like a living story. Yeah, I'd like to use perpetual in a sentence. I'm going to try that. Mm. <laughs> I cannot spell it. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. $5 word. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They're not my favorite. Okay. But, I mean, they're definitely They're definitely up there. Movies. Yeah, they're great movies. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we can just kind of go to the next the next topic here. I think that was good for the MCU universe. You got anything? Any last any last words on it? Anything you want to add, or you feel comfortable? Uh, one thing, real quick. Sure. Is I like to watch the entire uh, Avengers series and stop at Infinity War and pretend like that's the end because <laughs> that's the end I would like. That's the end you'd like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. Endgame is just not for you, Raj. <laughs> Nah, they cheated. They cheated, and they didn't do it right. So we're gonna. Thanos won. They cheated. <laughs> now this is why I didn't want to redo Star Wars. We're not redoing the trilogy, people. We're not yeah, no, redoing that, the trilogy. That was rough. Yeah, we're not. We're not doing it though. We're keeping the ending. Um, mm -hmm. I guess our next topic, and we'll switch gears a little bit here, is the. This one should be fun. I don't know how long we'll spend on this, but as some of the just growing up, growing up Fahey, growing up in the Fahey household. Uh, these are a close fam oh, family friend of ours that lived on the street, Irish Irish uh, family that really uh, had Richard and I over the house probably more than anyone. I think if anyone knows what it meant to grow up Fahey, it was definitely us two. Um, we were definitely a part of their their upbringing, and, uh, and it was exciting, fun, scary, rich, and just uh, a hell of a time all, all the time. <laughs> And Absolutely. yeah, I, and I, people don't understand maybe why we're bringing this up. It's like, all right, yeah, cool. What a boring topic of, you know, being at someone else's house. But I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. <laughs> couldn't it, be further from the truth. It couldn't be further from the truth. If I didn't think I was going to die almost every time I was there, you might just, you might agree with me now because there were times oh, where didn't I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if I was going to live past the weekend and, and it wasn't because of lack of people watching us it was the the opposite it was more of people encouraging us to do things that were fun that weren't yeah. so safe but uh <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you know silly simple silly you know amazing fun things that we got to do with them that were that were just like super cool and be a part be a part of that clan and uh i think one thing that comes to mind i, I do you remember were you around for the hatchet story when me and matthew were throwing the hatchet in the backyard and and uh, Doug was trying to teach us how to throw it into the tree so it would stick. And mm. and Big Jerry was behind him as he was doing it. <laughs> and uh, he's Jerry like, Junior? No, Senior. And he oh, was, okay, okay. And he got he was he got flipped out on because he's showing me and Matthew how to take these. Me and Matt were what, ten, eleven years old, and he's trying to show <laughs> us how to take these hatchets and throw them into a tree, which is super cool. Perfect Doug, age. Doug's about yeah, about sixteen, fifteen at the time. It was so funny. But uh, all right, anything that comes to mind for you that just made it super unique to, you know, be a part of that clan? Oh, no, like uh, I was incredibly honored to be a part of uh, Doug Fahey's training program in that backyard. <laughs> uh, I was a, a daily member. I would just invite myself over. <laughs> like, um, yeah, no, it, 
there's endless stories. Uh, I think it's obviously still like as a 27 year old man, most of the toughest things I've ever done were in that backyard. Yeah, probably. Pro- probably. <laughs> yeah. And- All of my big scars right around that area. Yeah. Right in that backyard. We used to play with sticks and stuff that I would have nails sticking out of them. Oh, yeah. And swinging them at each other using katanas, swords, shields. I mean, I talked about this with Doug and some of the things, some of the some of the stuff <laughs> we used to do. But, it, but like, I remember there would be times where we would take or build pretty much like a battering ram and, you know, plow into it into like a wall or something or and yeah. people would be standing and on it. It would just be chaos all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, like, if people who are hearing the story, I mean, like, these weren't, like, you know, stick fight as a kid. Like, these were functional yeah. weapons. Weapons, for sure. Like, if you pulled one of these out during a crime, you would be charged with, uh, what is it? Assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, assault with a deadly weapon. <laughs> like, you, and these were, what do you call it? These were real weapons. We were, we trained with them, too, for most for the most part. Like, you're saying we went through a training program, but, like... Doug would properly train us like how to wield these weapons as we'd use them too. So that, yeah, no. I mean, that kind of, that kind of stuff is, was great and fun. And it may, I mean, like it really, it truly made us frightful children. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, you, uh, I tell a quick story. Yeah, go ahead. I, I remember you, me and Matthew were like just riding bikes around at night and we had an interaction with some kids. I wouldn't call them bullies, but they were just punks. Some hooligans. Some hooligans, and me and you saw them like me, you and Matthew saw them on their porch just chilling, and uh, like we were like, let's scare them. <laughs> so we just like stood there and started like tapping this like st- these sticks we had. We just had sticks. Oh my gosh! And we were like doing using like psychological warfare on children. <laughs> on children. <laughs> to be fair, we were children, so yeah, all right. But you remember it worked. This was the type of stuff we would do. I remember we were at a, we came home from church one time. There's about five or six families. So there's probably about 50 people at the Fahey's house. And your brother had a bunch, he had his airsoft gun. And this is not normal fun. Like normally you play one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three with either rifles or guns or paintball guns or whatnot. I remember that one time we came home, we're all, we're all at the Fahey's house and your brother, Jerry, my brother, and then a couple other people, Doug, I think is probably involved. There's about 30 kids in the backyard, and there was only about four airsoft guns. Mm-hmm. And they just chased us around the house, firing these these airsoft guns at each other with no masks on, by the way. Airsoft yeah. guns, you know, you know, they can hurt, especially if you get hit in the face or you know something like that. But they would run around, and, you know, you got people cooking on the back porch, like grilling, and everyone's just, like, laughing. It's just chaos. And your brother's, <laughs> your brother's like, dead shot. He's, like, hitting everything that moves, yeah, like nailing stuff. I'll tell a great story about your brother, how accurate he is. When we were in the backyard that one time, he's deadly. We're all standing there, and a bird flies over us. He's got a pellet gun. This kid about 15 feet in front of him. I mean, yeah, it's like a ski shop, like a pretty much a, yeah, like a shotgun um, skeet shooting. But he just swings the rifle around, nails the bird in the head, like literally looked at the bird right in his eye, right in his head. (laughs) <laughs> obliterated this thing about 15 feet in front of his face after swinging the rifle around. It was amazing. Just to give you perspective of how he was nailing children as they run around the house, <laughs> screaming for their lives. And then yeah. and then another one 
where they would make so like there was a backdrop to the Fahey's household where there was this like rock canyon that went up a hill and they would create like a course. And I remember you being a back there and I remember walking up to the, like the grassland on the front where it drops down into the little rock valley. And he Doug goes, he goes, yeah, all you got to do is run from here to here from this point and they shoot paintballs at you and you try not to get hit. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What are we doing? Yeah. And then it was like, you got to try it. If you don't get hit, you win. And I was like, all right, sounds good. So we would, they would do two at a time. So that way they couldn't focus all the ammo on one person. I was like, this is still insanity because I, but like every once in a while, someone would make it through and everyone would be like, oh yeah, yeah. And it'd go crazy. We'd have a blast, but they put, they, but the best part is like Doug and Matthew and Jerry would go out there and make the coolest little obstacle courses for us and, you know, make like things for us to hide behind. But right. Also super dangerous. We're talking like actual like rock cliffs in their backyard. Yeah, they're so, huge. Talk talk a little bit about the uh, the the swing, the rock swing, as we gonna call it. Oh man, the uh, the tree swing. The tree that swing. They had? Yeah, that went over the rocks. Yeah, no, they they had this like um, so the Fahey's backyard is is pretty large by itself, but where the fun happened was the most dangerous part of the yard was this like. 25-foot hill of, like, dirt and rocks with a tree in the middle of it. <laughs> and uh, it was, a, a, you know, a pretty decent-sized tree. And uh, Matthew, Matthew's father, he, I call him Uncle Jerry, he tied a, a rope <laughs> just around the uh, top of the tree. That was, it was a really good knot. I mean, yeah. it only came undone like twice. But this tree and was <laughs> this tree was bending over a bunch of yeah. rocks, and it was it looked really bendy and dangerous. But whatever. Yeah, it, it was a huge drop. Like it was at least a ten foot drop. You could swing uh, at, at the height of the swing. What, what could you swing like? You can you could swing three hundred and sixty degrees around the tree. The episode's not over. There's a part two. Click on it. It's the next one that's coming up right now. Go click on it so you can catch Richard's second podcast with me. Okay, thanks. Bye.